0: You're listening to Take On Healthcare with Ted Suzellis and Mary Sheehan. Ted is a naturopathic doctor who has been helping people in Northeast Ohio for over 20 years to live a happier and healthier life through natural healthcare, including dietary advice, vitamins, herbs, and other natural substances. Mary is a full-time pharmacist who also helps leaders in healthcare suffering with anxiety and depression integrate the best parts of traditional and alternative medicine. On this podcast, Dr. Ted and Mary take on TikTok. Why does Generation Z trust social media more than their doctor? Listen to find out.
1: Ted, I am so excited to take on this topic because the internet is actually giving more healthcare advice than trained healthcare practitioners. So I read this and I'm like, well, thank goodness I'm not one of these people. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute. I am reading a book about health and longevity written by someone whose background was in computers and tech. Okay. Um, I was very interested at a party where a stylist is giving advice to another mom about something she saw on the Instagram that would cure her child's whatever. And I'm sitting there going, well, that's very logical. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And then I found myself like within the same week, I'm very interested in a workout routine Only because, if I'm being very honest, it's because it's being touted by a celebrity. So I have, I can definitely relate to it, even though I'm not a general Zer. Like, I got really sucked into that.
0: Well, all generations get sucked in, but it seems Uh, like the younger generations are more. More susceptible,
1: because they grew up with the tech. Right. So um, I would love to know your take on it. So many things to cover on this. But first, let's cover why people do not trust their doctors? Like what, what happened there where they were just so willing and eager to go to social media? You found this article, you shared it with me. There's basically four reasons why people like don't trust their doctor. Right. And we will go through them. And the first one is something, again, I can relate to is that my doctor doesn't listen to me.
0: Yeah. So Most of my experience with patients saying that their MD doesn't listen to them Mm -hmm. usually has to do with their doctor is pushing off symptoms that they think are important, but the doctor doesn't, or the doctor really isn't getting to the root cause of the problem. So it's... A lot of it has to do with patients that are looking for a lot more than what their MD can offer.
1: Okay. So that's like those are really two different things. Right. So if somebody thinks a symptom is important, yeah. But the M D doesn't, it could either be because it really
0: isn't important. Right.
1: Or it doesn't fit into the medical model, right?
0: Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where it has to do with the messaging of the doctor. Hmm. So I so there's often times where a patient will bring up certain symptoms that they feel are really important to me, and I have to be you know very much much more judicial about uh, you know about how I approach that, saying you know that. I, you know, I find that this symptom doesn't really, isn't really going to help us at all. And, you know, and we need to be looking at these other areas and where an MD, typically they don't have enough time. Right. So it's, they just ignore it.
1: Right. And it's not that they're trying to ignore the person. It's not, they're not trying to be disrespectful. Yeah. They have so much time, they have a paradigm and they just need to get to the next thing so that they can help the patient. Right. Well-intended. Um, I also thought this was interesting, too, that the patients don't feel like the doctor is getting to the root cause of the problem. And and I thought to myself, well, that's interesting. I feel that indicates that people do have a sense that when you just maybe treat the symptoms or the things on the surface, they know there's something
0: deeper. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean it comes down to with the patient that they want to get better they don't want to have to take a medication that just gets rid of the symptom there's some a reason that that is being caused and we yeah you know, and it's best to figure out what is the cause of that symptom and to treat the cause as opposed to just prescribe a medication to get rid of the symptom unfortunately right. unfortunately conventional medicine doesn't work that way
1: which is such a good point. And I think if people just understood that, because there's plenty of people be happy with that. Right. I'm nauseous all the time. I'm anxious all the time. I'm not at all interested in finding out why. Go get the medication. And that's great. But I think that's where people like me and others get very frustrated and we feel we're not being listened to because we want to really get to to the root of it so that we have some real like dare I say healing right so that all of us is better and we can move forward not wanting to have to keep battling it right because if it's if we get the root cause and then on the way up we don't have to keep doing this chasing
0: around symptoms Right, right. Because often if you get to the root cause, you're often taking care of multiple symptoms, too. It's not just oh, yes. getting rid of that one symptom. Right. If you get to the root cause, you can often get to the root of several different problems.
1: Right. And that maybe no one even brought to your attention right. or they're just so used to it. And well, then you treat a root cause, say like in your case, it would be like perhaps a vitamin deficiency. that results in certain symptoms, they come to you with one And then later when you ask them, like, oh, I used to have whatever, and it's gone. Right. So that's a happy surprise. I wonder how many people have happy surprises with medications. Yeah. I'm sure there have been a few.
0: But another piece of that, too, is that conventional medicine is so segmented. That you have your gastroenterologist, you have your cardiologist, you have your neurologist, Mm -hmm. and... So they look at only one subset of symptoms and don't really uh, acknowledge that all of those might be linked. Might be. They've got
1: to be. They're hanging around in there. <laughs> right. Like, right. I always say to people, like, your liver's talking to your pancreas, is talking to your heart, is talking to your brain. Now we know the gut talks to the brain before that was complete nonsense, but now we know that. So everything is linked. And I just find it very interesting that we humans intuitively, on some level, know that. And I think that's why many of us get frustrated with the system. And I don't, you know, I say the system because I don't think, I think if you would ask a doctor, don't you think these things really talk to each other? Don't you think things are linked? Yes. But right. the system in which they practice doesn't allow for that kind of thinking,
0: yeah, right. And it's funny because I can't tell you how often I have to try to convey that to patients. Mm. And even though they're cheating on their doctor coming to see the nature path, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm sticking up for their doctor saying, well, this is this is the system. It's not your doctor, and they don't have a choice." You know, they have yes. all they can do is find the diagnosis and prescribe a drug. If your symptoms don't constellate into a true diagnosis or reach that threshold and there's not a drug to prescribe for it, they can't do anything.
1: And I, I think that's so great. And I think that's a misunderstanding people have about nature past. They think you are against that you're bad mouthing, that you're in opposition of doctors and not. Not true at no, all. You're always no. standing up for them.
0: Right. Well, yeah. because we're, we're trying to work together. And that's, you know, with my training as an naturopathic doctor, I was trained in both conventional and natural medicine. Which people don't know, I don't think. Right, mm-hmm. right. But in, in some states, we are primary care doctors. So we are the first line of defense for some patients to come in in different states like Arizona or Washington or Oregon or California, where they can just choose right. my primary care is going to be. A naturopathic doctor. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. Right. Um, Another reason that's cited, aside from the reasons that we just touched on why someone doesn't feel listened to. And I would also say, too, when you don't feel listened to, then you don't feel good about yourself. And then it's hard to then keep wanting to visit someone, you know, like, and charge someone taking care of you if you don't feel like they care about you. Right. But because that's you. That's what you feel. That doesn't necessarily. It's not necessarily true. Um, and then previous bad experiences. I think that goes like part and parcel to that. I've had just a lot of bad experiences with allopathic doctors, and I try not to like hold it against them and have some perspective. But that can really, a really bad experience, can make people want to leave the entire system. Like then every yeah. doctor, every whatever. And you've we've seen that. Right. Oh, definitely. Like yeah. we see we we see it with chiropractors. Um, something happened with a chiropractor and then things blew up and oh, it's just a backcracker and it's this and that. Like and then that bad experience spreads to all of us. Ah, oh, the social media, right? Then we're reading about someone's bad experiences and we're like so empathetic and I can't believe that. And are they all like that? And then somebody else who didn't personally have a bad experience vicariously had a bad experience right
0: right yeah and it's funny because i had a patient a couple weeks ago that i saw for a follow-up visit her first follow-up visit i had actually seen her in march initially and she was definitely very nervous and timid about coming into doctors even the naturopathic doctor and so it was, you know, it took some time to try to help her to calm down and open up. Wow. But then she came back in, you know, it was, you know, six or eight six or eight months later for the first follow-up where it was supposed to be one month, but she, you know, she couldn't afford things and whatnot. And so then she needed to come back in, but she was really scared about how I was going to treat her because she didn't follow the program. Oh,
1: okay. So that's another reason people cite. So there's other reasons and one of them is fear of judgment. Right. Right. You talk about that a lot that people really are afraid of being judged yeah we see that also on the socials right Right, that's why things have kind of gotten out of control in so far as having to appear a certain way even though your life it couldn't possibly be like that right but i would see that a lot with patients too something would in the pharmacy would be happening that's clearly an adverse drug reaction. And that's what I know. I know. I do this all the time. And I would say, really feel that it is this because of this medication. You really do need to bring this up with your doctor. Well, I can't do that. And that's because they trust me enough to say that. And I would say, why? Because they're going to be mad at me, which is another way of saying they're going to judge me. Mm -hmm. And so then I found myself like really finding ways to communicate with people that preserved the, I believe, sanctity of the doctor-patient relationship, so that nobody—I would give them words, give them perspective, so that they would be—have the tools to go in that would preserve the relationship, or they felt that the doctor wasn't feeling attacked, and they knew the doctor— of course, the doctor wants to hear that the drug is having an effect, so that they can change the medication. Yeah, but that is such a real fear. Well, definitely,
0: and yeah, that's just one of those things that, yeah, it gets fr- sometimes it gets frustrating for the doctor because a patient goes through all of their medications and. They're having symptoms to them all. And so the Mm. doctor is stuck with, well, what do I do? All too often, though, when a conventional doctor doesn't have the answers or the drugs aren't working, Mm. they go to, well, it must be in your head. Yes, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably not the,
1: and again, then people feel, then they feel judged. They feel not heard. Then it goes into all those things and they go running for the TikTok. (laughs) All right. Another issue, which I was kind of surprised, but I do see it as, as long as I've been practicing pharmacy, a lot of reasons people shy away from the traditional system and go to the social media is because they feel, or it is, it's too expensive.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, you have to look at a lot of insurance plans now have big deductibles. Yes, and so if you are somebody who doesn't see a doctor often, well, it's all out of pocket every time, and especially younger people that don't have as much money, Mm -hmm. it's like or
1: haven't haven't had time, or no one told them. You know, when you get health insurance, you also have to save so much money for your deductibles they right. don't they're so surprised right
0: yeah because most of most of the plans have you might have a $5000 deductible yes and so 75 80 90% of people under the age of say 30 or 40 mm-hmm might not ever reach that deductible. So they're paying their premiums right. and never getting any benefit out of it. Unless perceived there, benefit. Any perceived yes. benefit, unless there is some kind of emergency.
1: Exactly. So then they're looking at, well, I'm going to have to pay out of pocket for this, or I could scroll on the internet, right? Right. Right, right. exactly. Another reason, I was kind of surprised, but now, especially in the past couple years, um, taking too long to schedule,
0: right? Yeah. Well, then it, nobody wants to wait. No,
1: we need answers.
0: But it comes we need to answers all, now, right? But especially when it comes down to somebody who do, is not established with a medical doctor, yes, they don't have a primary care doctor, so it might take months and months to actually get in to see somebody, mm-hmm. and you know, and if it doesn't, it's because their doctor isn't really. It was probably one that's really not listening to them you know, the good ones, you know, either aren't accepting patients or it's months and months wait to get to them.
1: Right. Oh, and especially the specialized doctors, right? Right. So a few years ago, uh, my son was still in college and he, I saw him one day and his eyeballs were yellow. And I'm like, my son, you've got something seriously going on. You need to get into a doctor. Couldn't get into a regular doctor, but could go, oh, no, I had to take him to the emergency room. They're like, oh, you have it a titer. You have hepatitis. It's viral hepatitis. You know, etc. You're gonna have to see a specialist. Would be a GI doctor. And then he went to I think another doctor on campus. You have viral hepatitis. You're gonna. Have. Okay. So to schedule that doctor, it was gonna be six months. Before I could see it, and he has viral hepatitis. Right. And right. there's nothing you can really do for it. And so then at that point, I'm like, okay, now we've got to do something different. We didn't go to the TikTok, we didn't go to the whatever. We went to alternative medicine, but I, that was the first time I had that experience. Like, I'm not, my son's not waiting six to eight months to see a doctor. I mean, thankfully, because we had good alternative medicine by the time he got to the specialty, he's like, you don't have viral hepatitis, there's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> but you like extrapolate that. Yeah. And then, and you're sick, and you want answers, right?
0: You need answers. You
1: need answers. Not only what you need answers. Right. You're going to the internet. I don't. What did we do before that? What did our parents do <laughs> when they wanted answers? Well, their Hope doctors. And pray. Yes, <laughs> thoughts and prayers, and their doctor was more accessible too because they had right. a family doctor and they could call them up. It was a different time. It was. It, it was, was. A, absolutely a different time. They did have answers. Okay, this is another one. This specific that was very specific in this. Um, and the status that we found, the reason why people don't want to go back to a doctor or get a doctor is the doctor doesn't tell them what they want to hear.
0: Correct. Which can which, be, which comes back to yes. they're not being heard. The doctor's yes. not listening to them, which is really this all It is the same thing.
1: It is the same thing. Yeah. And I think the story that you shared, can you share that story about your brother who was right. a D.O.? Yeah, it was a great story. I can so relate.
0: So, yeah, my brother, who is a primary care DO Mm -hmm. and has an excellent patient base, all of his patients love him. So he's not someone who is typically thought of as not hearing his patient. But this mother called into the office and got her son in because, well, he has leukemia. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so he got got this kid in and you know they, he starts talking to the patient and the mom and well how do you get diagnosed with leukemia? Well well he he wasn't. And he's like, "Well, how do you know he has leukemia?" And the mother said, well, I went online, and the first things that Google shows, if you have a bloody nose, that it could be leukemia. And my my brother, being a very patient person, trying not to... Shame her. Not to, exactly. Trying right. not to shame because her. Because it's a
1: mom, she knows, he knows very well that exactly. she, she cares.
0: Yes. Of course. Yes. But he, he says, well... Typically, the first thing we need, you know, the the most common thing is that a kid's picking his nose. And... And why the nose is bleeding. Why the nose is bleeding. Yes, exactly. Yes.
1: That's the most common.
0: Yeah. And the mother said... No, no, I, I talked to him. He said that he wasn't picking his nose. that And so, you know, so I, I think it's leukemia. And my brother said, okay, well, let's look in the nose. He looks in there, sees a nice big long scratch that's very indicative of a kid picking their nose. And he told this to the mother. And, and you know, she, and he also then went and talked to the son. And he said, so are you picking your nose? and my bro- my brother has a very good rapport with these patients and he you know so he can just go out and say are you picking your nose and he said yes and the mom still didn't believe it because well she- he told me no and it wasn't until after they left the mom calls back in and tells my brother he was picking his nose. Uh, I know this because the chair where he sits in the living room, uh, behind it, I found his stash boogers. Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, that
0: it is such a, a great example that people
1: kind of get stuck in their own narrative, and they find things that then justify, especially online, justify what they're already thinking. Right. And then they're having the thought, that, and then the thought results in. Plus, you know, the search engines know what you're looking for. And it becomes this whole thing where you, I could see how somebody could be very convinced Mm -hmm. of something that isn't true. And then you run in and you're convinced. And then you run into a doctor who doesn't share that. So you then decide to discard it because it's hard to be wrong. Right. Is is that yeah. what it
0: is? Well, and and for for someone like that, they're they're really genuinely scared that their kid's going to die of cancer, and so she's, you know, she's right. trying to so she's to be, trying to be the advocate right. for her child and make sure that we mm-hmm. take care of that and roll that out where. That's not how medicine works. You want to, you know, it's really easy to rule out some of the most Big common stuff. things. Oh,
1: rule out the common things. First, yeah. always. So, right. you know, so yeah. like the
0: picking the nose or often with a bloody nose, especially in the wintertime here in the Northeast, mm-hmm. is because... It's too dry. The Mm -hmm. mucous membranes are dry. Uh, I also find with a lot of patients that have chronic nosebleeds that it could be a a histamine intolerance allergy issue. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, And so, you know, there's a lot of more common things that are a more typical reason Mm -hmm. that, you know, we can go through and... But, you know, with leukemia, you know, it's a matter of, okay, we just run a a basic CBC blood panel and then we can start that rolling, too, so that we can check that off one way or the other.
1: So we covered reasons why it would be, you know, why people don't trust their doctor, why they would, like, go away from something that they perceive isn't going to help them or is not the best for them. So what is exactly, let's take this on, what is appealing, what is so appealing about getting advice online? There were lots of things that were cited, but what was appealing?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, definitely... The instant access to information. So we talked about people not wanting to wait for yeah, getting an wait appointment. It. You
1: can do it while you're waiting. It's for the appointment. You right. can be googling the answer to your problems. By the time the doctor comes, you're out because right, right. you already found or it.
0: The same time while you're waiting on the phone to talk to the office to schedule the appointment. Even either. that, you yeah. have
1: gone to TikTok. You found the answers you need. Right, yes,
0: right. Um, and so, which is
1: there really is something to be said for that, right? That instant access.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it depends on how you use that instant access.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I mean, there's a, you know, you can look at that and say, okay, if it depends on how big of an issue it is, too. I mean, if it's... Oh, that's true. If it's, you know, I'm looking for information on my own weight loss journey, mm-hmm. well, that's, you know, a lot of people need to experiment and read different things and whatnot.
1: Correct. And you do that in addition to my doctor has these parameters set in place for me. Right, right.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. Um,
1: but under under instant access, this really brought like a deep question to my mind. Is it better to know something that is untrue than to wait and sit in the unknowing? Because being, you know, right? Yeah. unknowing is so difficult.
0: Yes, yes. And... I don't know. I, as a doctor, I'm I'm the other way. I would rather people wait because sit in the unknown. Sit in the unknown yes. because you know, just like that that mother who thinks her son has cancer. Very uncomfortable to not. Know. That's that's a lot scarier than just waiting to get into the doctor to find out why he's getting bloody noses.
1: Right. So, so then we can conclude unknowing, being in the state of unknowing, is very uncomfortable. Right. So I think we need to become comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, try to, like, kind of build that muscle.
0: Right. And I think that also, just in, in general. Yeah. And that also comes down to when, when doctors are trying to rule out a problem, too— you have you, yeah, know, you, you have to you patient. have to wait on blood work That's to come so through. So true. Do I have cancer
1: don't I have cancer? Right. The tests aren't back yet.
0: Exactly. And right. You know, typically more often than not, you know, it comes back that yeah, you don't have cancer. Right. And but if you jump to the conclusion that I have cancer, mm-hmm. you're going to do an awful lot of harm with stress. As opposed to just trying to do what you can to keep yourself more calm Mm -hmm. and wait for those results, which obviously that's so difficult.
1: It is. It's difficult for everybody, even people like in the system who know how the system works. Right. All right. Oh, yes. Information is free. The (laughs) the information on the Internet is free. What is free, Ted? What is free, really? Free is...
0: (laughs) What's free? it, It just depends on what you need. Mm. I mean, because free you can get free information and right? you can but you could spend an awful lot of money on that free information too. How so? Well, you have a, you know, an influencer mm. on TikTok or wherever mm-hmm. and well, you need to do all these steps to get rid of your candida or mm. oh, that's whatever a good it is example yeah, yeah 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 and so people could spend oh. hundreds and hundreds of dollars and they don't even know they have candida yet
1: right and they think they forget about the hundreds and hundreds of dollars because the initial access was free right oh that's such a great um tactic yeah. Purposeful or not. Like, mm-hmm. it's a it's a good tactic of the Internet because you don't keep track of what you spend after the first
0: click. Right. Right. Hmm. Well, because the farther you get into it, the more, okay, I really need to take care of this. And well, the, yeah. I've, I've spent X amount of money so far. I I got to get through this. Yeah. And so, yeah, that can, you know, and then months and months and months of time, too. Time and energy. Right. You are spending. So yeah. it isn't free. No. You know, you need to go to the right doctor to take care, you know, to help you get on that right track.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And on the internet, too. Oh my God, I'm beginning to hate the word expert the internet appears a virtual buffet of experts like that are just at the ready. There's so many experts. That is not a term that has any licensure behind it. Anybody can call themselves an expert. And there's something that feels really good, I think, for people to find somebody online that is deemed, by whom I do not know, themselves perhaps, an expert. And they're right there at your fingertips. You feel like
0: important, I
1: think. So many experts...
0: Yeah, you you have that you have the inside scoop. Yes. You know, they, you you've, yes. you've found, the, you've found that right. truth <laughs> that other people don't know about. And so I'm going to follow this expert and do what they say.
1: Right. All right. Another reason why people love the socials, the TikTok and all of it is because it seems that that's where the experts are. And I hate that word now. It's, right. it's because we're licensed healthcare professionals, and the word "expert" is not has no <laughs> licensure. You don't have to prove anything. No, you just say that you're an expert, and they look like experts, don't they? They do. And um, maybe they are an expert in in one thing, but my goodness, I mean, just search "health expert" or "Crohn's disease expert" or "diabetes expert" or whatever, and how many of them have initials after their name that have actually been to medical school or whatever?
0: Yeah, and, and with that, there's there's a lot of different pieces. Because we have we can have people that are calling themselves experts that don't have any initials behind them. Mm-hmm. You can also have experts that are medical experts, but they're not experts in you. Mm-hmm. And you know, so that's one of those things where when we're talking about trying to get to the root cause of the problem, that's a matter of that, you know, your personal symptoms that are going on and your route is going to be different than somebody else's. So even if you have an expert online that talks about having a problem and all the you know, a lot of symptoms align with what you have and that you feel really close to that, whether it's a medical expert or whether it's just somebody that's going through their own personal journey, that's not necessarily still going to be what's causing your symptoms. And you know, in naturopathic medicine, when we're looking at that root cause, it can be different from person to person.
1: Of course. And what about the people that are, have a medical degree and have suffered with something right. that you have and they've been through the journey. So then you've got that like kind of double trust and that double, like they understand me so I can trust them because they've been through it and they've got this degree. Right. But still, like you said, they're an expert in In their journey, and certain parts of the disease state, of course, course. if they've got the degree, and even if they don't, because you study your own disease state, a lot of people do, but they're still not an expert in you. you, and that's what people forget, and so easily, I can see how that can happen. Well, it's happened to me. Yes. Right. (laughs) Trust and experts. It just goes hand in hand. And these people really do seem very trustworthy. And it's not to say that they're not trustworthy people. No. But what we're saying is, should you then trust them solely for yourself to make your own personal health care decisions? And I would say, no, no. But and I feel like we own that. We in the allopathic system own that a bit. We have lost the trust of the public for right. the aforementioned reasons. Yeah, and why? And they've got great marketing. A lot of the people on social media, everything looks pretty <laughs> and perfect. So you know, to to sum that up, those people may be an experts, but not an expert in you. And you should still seek out trained professionals. Correct. to Help you with any healthcare problem. So. Why is getting advice on TikTok or other social media not a good idea? One is their advice could be wrong and or dangerous. I had a patient once a few years ago. I was asking her why she hasn't picked up a medication. She said, I stopped taking that. And I said, oh, did your doctor tell you to stop it? She said, no, I read something online. It's so dangerous. It's absolutely going to hurt me. And instead of saying, you're banned from the internet, madam, which I really want to do, I got her to talk a little bit more about it and get to that place where she could tell her doctor that she stopped taking it without fear of judgment. And right. Just one little thing that she saw just totally, it, it triggered something in her, right? Yeah. Like Didn't even think, maybe I should check first. I was so fearful mm-hmm. about something she read online.
0: But also, it also comes down to if you're on certain medications and you want to try something natural, mm. how, do you, how do you know that that drug and your natural remedies aren't going to interact without talking to somebody who's an expert? Right. Sometimes nobody knows that. Right.
1: I know a little bit more about it. And even in our databases now, there are natural medications right in the databases with what limited data we do have.
0: Yeah. And but for the most part, you're not going to have to worry about that. But there are some instances that are very common things, like for instance, a lot of antidepressants will in you know, and will work together too strongly with different natural medications for mm. depression. So if you do your SSRI, you know, your Prozac or Zoloft, and then you're also taking 5-HTP or L-tryptophan, you... are going to be feeling real good. <laughs> yeah, it could be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Initially, you may think that feels good. Like you're a little bit too elated. But yeah, so that could be actually be dangerous. And that is such a great point because it touches on a few things we've touched on. People will go to the internet... Find somebody who's an expert in natural medicine, take something like that, not tell their doctor because they're afraid the doctor's going to judge them. The TikToker influencer would never judge them. They're so happy they bought it. And it does create this potential very harmful situation. Definitely. That, yeah. And I hadn't really thought about that, but I know people do that all the time. They take all kinds of things they don't tell their doctor about because they're afraid to tell them. Yeah. You're never going to be judged by the internet. Well, you are, but I mean, not <laughs> unless you read, not unless you post, if you post something and read the comments, then there's judgment. But if you look at somebody, take their advice, buy something, do something, you think it's going to be all good. Maybe it's not. And then this other point, the risk of delaying treatment.
0: Right. And it's a good one. It's, it's definitely valid that you, you know, depending on what your symptoms are, if you put off going to the doctor Maybe maybe it is cancer. Mm-hmm. And right. you know, I I'm I'm gonna try to take care of this fatigue and whatnot by myself because I just think I can do that. And then you put off taking care of, you know, something that's really serious that maybe if you got treated a lot earlier, you're gonna be able to have much better and quicker outcomes.
1: I think that is such a great point that people don't think about no. You know, they talk about, you know, going down the rabbit hole. And that that can be months and months and then not realizing that you've delayed treatment for something potentially and then this one another downside of dr tiktok is the advice is generic by nature even though it doesn't feel like it right right
0: right and that's like we talked about we're not talking about what's specifically going on with your body and you know when we when you look at some whether it's the influencers, or looking at articles on you know on Google or different websites and things, um, you know people are doing this to make money. You
1: know, we they forget have, they
0: that have, they have good intentions, sure, but they're doing it to to make money, and so they're going to spend a lot of time trying to craft their article or their discussion or what might be to help you to feel like we've distilled down to the very important main points of what's going on, and therefore all you need to do is X, Y, and Z, and you're going to get better.
1: That is a really good point. I, you hear more criticism now of the traditional system just being out for the buck. They right. don't care about people; they just care about money. And some of that is a justified criticism. But you really, the people haven't really connected those dots though with the influencers right. because it just it's, seems it's, right so seamless.
0: And it's free to me. You know, you know, it's it's being paid for through. Advertising and you watching advertisements on your YouTube or whatever it is, but you know they're doing it to make money. They're not doing it just out of the kindness of their heart. True. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it takes a lot of work, and it's not just to do it.
1: Yes, yes. And I, I thought of another point, and now that and that that has. That has left me something about, well, that's all right. We can go to the, maybe it'll come back to me. But then you made this great point. The last one, and
0: this might be the last one. Right. And yeah, I, I've i always found it really interesting that, you know, if, if you get into legal trouble, well, you don't ever try to defend yourself. You know, so true. if your car breaks down... You're going to take it to mechanic. I mean, there's all a small subset of people that feel comfortable working on their car or even changing their oil, especially less and less these days. Um, but for some reason, the most important decisions of our life, which have to do with our health and well-being, we think, well, I can just do that myself.
1: Yeah, it's true. If you had any kind of legal problem, probably the last place you would look is the Google.
0: Right. Well, you, this, you would look to try to get some information and yeah, try to help understand. Yeah, me. Right. But also, you know, while you're working on your lawyer, you're going to be trying—you might be trying to do some of your own research, too, but you're going to listen to exactly what your lawyer says because you don't want to get in trouble. You don't want to get in jail. You don't want to have to pay fines or whatever. And so, you know, you're going to trust them with your life.
1: Yes, so the lawyers have it figured out or the <laughs> something that that is a great point. And even something less important like car repair. Mm-hmm. But you've always said that people but take it, better care of their cars right. than their bodies.
0: But it also, I guess it's because with those, it's much more finite. You're going to have the cause and effect is going to be right now.
1: Ah. You know,
0: your health, it can take... Months and months and years and years to possibly hit that consequence.
1: Ooh, that's such a great point because we're so much more complicated than a car. Right. And health issues are generally more complicated than legal issues. Right. So in conclusion, the influencers, those on the socials, they may have the information, they may have the experience, they may be likable. They may even be trustworthy, and they may even have credentials, but they have not evaluated you as the person with the real problem. So what can people do? What they um, Is there a way to have all the good stuff of TikTok and all the socials and zero of the
0: downside? Yeah, so information is great, in getting that information, but looking at passing that on to your doctor and having that discussion. And so whether it is talking to your primary care doctor and maybe, you know, if it's some kind of natural medicine advice, probably they're not going to have any real right. insight.
1: Right. So that's why a naturopathic doctor would be a good place to start, too, if right. you're at that point. Exactly. Where you're thinking, OK, I'm not being heard. I'm not being trusted. Something's still or I, I don't trust. I'm not being heard, whatever it is. Before you maybe go to the influencers, hire a naturopathic doctor. Right,
0: With yeah. credentials. Yeah, yeah. And depending on where you are in the country, it might be a lot harder to find us. I mean, here in Ohio, I think there's maybe 40 of us. Hmm. Um, you know, in Pennsylvania, probably about the same. You know, out west, you have thousands of naturopathic doctors. It's easy in any major city out on the west coast to find somebody. But... Even if there isn't somebody in close access, you usually can find some that do online consults too. Because especially with the pandemic, there's a lot more Right. Virtual docked, visits. Virtual yeah. visits. And that's definitely if you can't find somebody close by that you trust, you can always go to somebody and talk to somebody online.
1: Because like for you, you even allow people to call you, talk for fifteen minutes, catch the vibe. Does this guy know what he's talking about, do I feel comfortable? Do I feel like he's someone I could trust? To me, that seems like a better use of, even if somebody paid you for an hour, time, money, and resources, than to search, potentially go down a wrong and dangerous path mm-hmm. and delay treatment. Yeah, It seems to me like it's just a really smart option
0: for mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And in this age. Exactly. And the worst case scenario you know with doing your reading and talking with the doctor well maybe they think your research is wrong but they have other ideas to work through this and that's okay you know we all we all get a little too defensive about our point of view and our point of view is has to be right especially in our current culture lately but true uh, but we all we we have to work together we do
1: have to work together and that's such a good point like it can't your well being your health can't happen without you, Correct. absolutely. But you are also going to need some help. Yes, and sometimes you're wrong, and that's okay to be wrong. And it's
0: hard to be objective about yourself. Of course, yeah. And that's when I was in medical school. One of the fa- one of my doctors uh, that was you know teaching us his favorite uh, saying was the doctor that treats himself has a fool for a patient. I love that. Yeah. And because we can't be objective. And even a doctor that has all the information that can help other people, you're likely going to minimize or ignore certain things that are going on with you and might not come to the proper conclusion either.
1: Right. And that's human nature. Yeah. Of course we're going to do that. And if we all just understood that about each other... That would be a great way that we could come together, patients and doctors, and just come together, and people could get a little bit healthier, right? just a little bit. So, in conclusion, to wrap this up, the internet is great for information, but it lacks wisdom. Only another human can help another human get well, but now I might have to preface that considering what AI is doing. That's a whole other (laughs) show. The public needs to be careful not to worry themselves unnecessarily, jump to conclusions or delay treatment. And it's great when people care about and think about their health. And by all means, use everything at your disposal. And please, please, please do hire a trained, experienced professional or rehire if you don't like the one you have. Yes. All right. So thanks for tuning in. If you want more information about what Dr. Ted does, you can check out his website at ohionatropathic.com to read articles, watch videos, or make an appointment. And I can be reached at marysshehan at gmail.com if you're interested in my service. So please like this video, leave a comment, and subscribe to our channel. Thanks.
0: Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Mary and Dr. Ted want to remind you to use the internet wisely and to always be sure to consult with your medical provider with any questions or concerns that you may have as you work towards your wellness goals. We look forward to sharing more content with you soon. Thanks for listening.